Hi, Patty Sharp. Welcome to the Accounting Salon Conversations podcast. It is so nice to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I know that's because you haven't seen me in forever. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm so happy to to have you. Um, you and I have been friends for a while, and I, f- I feel like it's been uh, a minute since we've had a chance to talk. So I'm glad that you are coming on today. Thanks for having me. So can you tell the listeners who you are? It's a pretty deep question, um, but I'll give you like the standard answer. Um, I'm Patty Sharp, CPA and co-founder of Catching Clouds, the leader in e-commerce accounting. So that brings, that makes my heart <laughs> smile because that's the way you always introduced yourself on your YouTube videos, which yeah. I know you've been on hiatus for a while, but I miss them. I miss them. I know. It's I, I do have a plan of coming back. Um, I we we put things on hold back in the end of 2019 because we just had so much going on in our business, and I was like, okay, I got to walk my talk and take a minute and not just do all the things all the time and take some space. And I, I just had to cut that because it was a little bit outside of like what brings in the dough and stuff like that. Um, but then like you know, a quarter turned into a year, turned into like two years. So I, I was really trying to get back at by the end of first quarter, but I I'm really thinking it's going to be probably July before I get back. Maybe when I go to accounting salon, I'll, that'll be like my kickoff. We'll see. That would be a fun first video back. You could, I know, right. I can have guests and stuff. For anyone who hasn't seen Patty's YouTube channel, it is catching clouds Academy. Yep. And it is wonderful. Um, I send people to it all the time. Any either other advisors or folks that are e-commerce business owners. I, it's a wealth of knowledge and experience that she has generously videoed and, and shared with the oh, world. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, it's true. Um, so so tell us you you are part of Catching Clouds, the leader in e-commerce accounting. That's true. Yep. And tell, tell the folks more about you, where you live, what, what else okay. you have going on in your life. Cool. So um, so I guess maybe I'll start with Catching Clouds since we've already kind of jumped into that a little bit. Um, Catching Clouds has been around, uh, for, we're coming up on 10 years, which I cannot believe. Um, it was co-founded by my husband and partner, Scott, and me. I'm a CPA. He's an IT geek. And we really were just like, well, what actually what happened? I'll tell you the story. So (laughs) since we have time, um, I was at my computer one day. I had a book of clients. I used to do taxes. I don't do taxes anymore, but I I had a few, a, a few tax clients. I had like a controller. I was controller for a couple of businesses. Um, and I had a new Blackberry and my BlackBerry kept losing my contacts and I am fairly tech savvy. And I was like, I am about to chuck this thing out the window because it is not working. And I went downstairs to Scott's office and I was like, dude, can you please make my phone work? Because it keeps losing my contacts. And for the record, he couldn't make it work either. So, um, but anyway, I came back upstairs and I was thinking, God, what do small businesses do when they don't have an IT person under their roof and they don't have an accounting person under their roof because 
really businesses, most businesses, except for us accountants, they don't go into business to mess around with technology. They don't go into business to keep track of their books. You know, they have like other things to do and it's such a distraction. So I went back downstairs and I was like, Hey Scott, if I made this thing, (laughs) would you help me? He was like, sure. And that's kind of how Catching Clouds was born. That's cute. How is it working with your husband? And by the way, I will tell the audience, I know Patty's husband pretty well. Yeah. It, it, I think he's a great guy. He is a great guy, but we are very different. We're actually two sides of the same coin in, in that we have a very similar vision, but we have different ways of getting there. I am a total introvert. He's a total extrovert. I, I would much rather blog or like, I don't mind doing YouTube videos because it's just me in the room recording it and I can like edit it if I want to. Um, man, speaking gives me hives. I mean, I'm, I'm halfway decent at it most of the time, I think, but man, I just, oh, I get stomach aches before every time, even before this, like I was all, I like palm sweating and stuff and you're my friend. Yeah, I know. See, this is what I'm saying. I'm crazy. Um, but, but Scott, man, he, he loves an audience and he's just like in it and like loves to be the center of attention and stuff. So most of the time we get along perfectly because he's like, Oh, I love sales. And I'm like, thank God. Cause no. And, and we joke all the time that like, if, if he wasn't part of catching clouds, then I would have the most badass, well-run $50,000 a year business ever. It, it's him that makes me better and it's me that makes him better. And we really appreciate our differences, I think. So it's funny that you say that about um, speaking, because I think the first time we met or the reason we met is that we were both speaking at ZeroCon. Yeah. And if I, let me figure this out. Like it's, I know, I feel like I've been to every ZeroCon in the US. So I feel like I can remember based on where we were standing, what year it was. And I think it was San Francisco and I think yep. that would make it 2016. That is true. Yep. That's, or I'll say that's what I remember too. So yeah, cause we were, we are on kind of a, it wasn't exactly a panel. It was like a, it chopped up something and had like a series. Of, yeah. It had different like training sessions on zero. And I think I had like tips and tricks and they're like, you can't call it tips and tricks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and that's also where I met Jan Haggett for the first time too. She was on oh, that yeah. series. Yeah, I had never met her before either. I met her in, at SleaderCon, the first SleaderCon that I went to in 2013, I think. I was coming out of a session. She reminded me of this because she was telling me where she met me. Um, I was just swept up in the moment and very excited about oh my gosh, accounting technology is a thing. Like this, this is like feeds my soul. Um, but I was coming out of a session that Jennifer Catrullia was doing, I think on bolting together, bill.com and smart vault. And it just like poof, opened my eyes. And I, I came out of that session and I was like calling Scott um, left at home and was like, dude, the cloud is here. This is what we're doing. We got to do it. It's going to be so great. Blah, 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 blah. Like after every single session. So yeah, so you were there. Jan was there. I was there. Jan was actually 
in that same panel, right? Jan was in the same group. Like you said, it was a series. I think Shelly Robbins might have been one too. Yeah. I think I they did well. it together. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. And there was maybe another, a fourth person. I can't remember who it was right now. I think there, yeah, I think there were, and there was like a guy who like showed, like didn't show up for any of the planning sessions. And we were all like super sweating it. Do we it? should figure out who that is because it's probably somebody that we. That's awesome. I mean, and he totally came through, you know, yeah. at the end, but I don't remember who it was. I don't remember who that is. If anybody listening remembers <laughs> who the uh, the fourth or fifth person was in that series, that'd be fun to hear. Yeah. So, well, um, so talk to me about, you guys have always been e-commerce since you started 10 years ago. Actually, not true. We, okay. When we first, first started, so this was like 2000. We, we, let's see, we formed the company in late 2011 and then um, really took on clients like January of 2012. Um, that is actually the exact same timing of my divorce, but go ahead. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, mine was probably more fun than yours. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've started a couple of businesses, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we knew that we wanted to niche, but we weren't sure what we wanted to niche in. And it just kind of so happened that our very first client was e-commerce. But then by the time we hit 2014 and we were paying our bills and everything, we were like, no, no, we we have to focus in e-commerce. It just, it, it spoke to our backgrounds. I mean, with Scott being so IT heavy and everything, we didn't have to convince anybody to go to the cloud because they were all already there. Um, they saw the value of what we were doing. They didn't want to get together in person, you know, so we had, we had a remote firm from the very beginning and, um, it just seemed like really obvious to us that that was the direction we should go. So in 2014, we actually fired clients. We started firing clients that weren't e-commerce and we switched our branding and, um, the whole, you know, niches in the niches kind of thing, you know, and now we've got. There are about 25 of us, um, mostly here in Colorado, and like seven virtual accountants in the Philippines. And how has, how has, uh, you're probably tired of answering this, how has COVID <laughs> been for business? Because it seems like if, if there was a niche to be in during COVID, that was probably a decent one. Yeah, we, we weren't impacted much. Um, we were, at the beginning, kind of terrified like everybody. We just didn't know what was going to happen. Um, COVID was actually really beneficial to a lot of our customers, as you might imagine. Um, so they did really well. So we were just busy the whole time. Um, it was easy a year ago to find people, although we had just like done a big round of hiring. And so we were fully staffed when, when COVID came along, you know, where, whereas everybody else was struggling with going remote, like I just basically typed into Slack Hey, everybody, you know, COVID operation orders, everybody just start working from home. And everybody, uh, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> you're hilarious, Patty. Leave me alone so I can get some work done. That's funny. Um, so one, so when, when I started this podcast, I knew that I wanted you to be one of my first guests because of something that happened ar around and to you a couple of years ago that I was like, this is really interesting. I want to talk about this 
on the air. And that is that you guys had a fully remote virtual practice for, I don't know, six years, five years for, uh, you know, or more or more. And then you were like, well, this is awesome because we're fully virtual and remote. We should just take a trip around the world and everything will be fine. <laughs> yes, we actually did that. Well, honestly, we had talked about living in another country, taking the kids somewhere else and just having that experience before they moved out on their own and like became adults and stuff, which they almost are. And in, let's see, late 2017, like Christmas time, I was like, so is this still something we want to do or no? Because if it's something we want to do, we need to start planning so that we can go do that. Scott was like, yeah. And the kids were like, sure. And so we started planning. And then December of 2018, we packed up and spent five months in New Zealand and Australia. Part of why we did it, I mean, part of why we, we did it was what I just said. It's always been kind of a dream to go do something like that. And we wanted to show the kids the world is bigger than just our backyard and all of that. Part of it was to test our company because we'd been around for, you know, seven-ish years. We'd had employees for, I guess, three, three or four years at that point. And we're like, okay, well, what everybody says is if you've got a good, healthy business, it's going to even get better when you leave. <laughs> <laughs> so that was not our experience. We, and we were online, like, um, we took the whole first month off. We just, we hadn't had a vacation in forever and we just needed a break. So we took the whole first month off. No problem. No problem with our team. No problem with our company. Nothing. The next four months we worked, but we mostly did like networking, business development, YouTube stuff, things like that. As we got closer to the beginning of May, when we were coming back, um, we were starting to get really itchy because we could see things falling apart from where we were. It really wasn't, <laughs> it was not pretty. Like morale just like went, like hit the floor and um, things that like we had always been process people and we always had standards and things like that. But I think where we were lacking was just a way to enforce the standards, a way to keep those standards top of mind, a way to consistently train people and things like that. So everybody, it was just chaos. People were doing all different things and it just, they, everybody was miserable. And um, so we came back and just went, okay, we will now be fixing things. And that's what I've been doing for the last two years. No, I know. I, I was about to say, you literally, well, first of all, you literally landed back on American soil and within <laughs> four hours, we're in New Orleans for accounting salon 2019, which was the last one we've had. Um, and we were like, what? I was like, are you really going to do this? You're like, I've been with my husband for five months. I'm coming <laughs> to New Orleans. I was, I was like, you don't understand. I get a, ho a, a hotel room all to myself, like days. It's fabulous. I'm coming. Yeah. And then I think since that day, you've been stripping it all apart, breaking it down and pulling yeah. it back together, which uh, when I say those words, I mean, you have a successful accounting practice. I don't want anybody out there to think that this is a, a um, dumpster fire. It's not, but it just yeah. wasn't, I think, what you thought it was going to be without you here. Yeah. Well, I, I just expected it to be a little bit more self-sufficient and it, it wasn't. And 
I had the best people while we were gone because to their credit, they, they did not quit when everything was on fire. They were just rolling up their sleeves and doing the best they could and everything else. Um, and I really kind of owed it to them to like make things better when I got back. I, I think the reason why the last, why it's taken two years to fix it is because it's like, you know, you're driving your car down the road at 60 miles an hour while you're rebuilding the engine. Like it's just tricky. It takes longer. It's in my opinion, it's a lot easier to start a business and get it going, even though I know everybody says how hard it is to start a business, it's easier to start a business than it is to fix a business once it's established and, and running along. Everybody out there that's thinking about starting your own accounting or bookkeeping practice, take that to heart. Do it right the first time. Use process. Yep. yep. Procedures. Get it all yep. lined out before you have a client. Well, and and I knew how important that stuff was when we started out. And I did my best, but um Part of it was some of the tools weren't available. Like just in the last couple of years, like I, I remember one of the things that was transformational in our company the last couple of years was Process Street. And and integrating that with, with Zapier and Airtable and lots of different things. Um, I looked at all of these tools early on, but they weren't ready for prime time. It's really just in the last couple of years that they really hit their stride and have become useful for me. And so I, I feel like we were a little bit ahead of our time and we were just kind of making do with what we had. And it wasn't awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and there were a lot of things that we we just learned along the way. Um, like I learned I was kind of a shitty leader, you know, like I just kind of took some things for granted and didn't give people um the support that they needed in the way they needed it. So I've been kind of just learning things about myself, but also like I I'm a massive introvert as we've discussed. Um, but I'm the CEO of catching clouds because I have, I have the ability to pull everything and everybody together that Scott doesn't have. So um, it has to be me, even though every time I get up in a meeting that, that I have to facilitate, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> Like it just drains all of the energy out of me. You know? Yeah. I, you and I talked about this before, but I'm the same way. Like I, I have to do, I guess, you know, I have to do the, I have to do things that yeah. are hard um, that are not in my nature to do. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all the public facing stuff. <laughs> but it's the hard that makes it great. I hear you saying that, but um, I almost, I almost canceled my backpacking trip from a couple of weeks ago because I was I, I was just having anxiety about being around nine people I didn't know for five days. That's the truth. I almost did. Well, okay. So since since we're sharing, I was in the airport in LA about to fly to New Zealand with my family and I have a full-on panic attack where like the room is spinning and I'm sweating and freaking out. I get on the plane. I'm totally fine. It's kind of like when I speak, what? Yeah. What, what was that about though? What was the, What was the panic about? Sheer unknown. Of, I mean, that, that was me stepping out of my comfort zone in a, in a big way. Like I am all about the planning. Like I am, I can execute and plan and, you know, I go nuts. 
And then I'm like, okay, here we are doing the thing. And I'm like, oh crap, what if I do? <laughs> well, too late now. I guess I'm going through. And it's the I know. best, best I have thing a, that I've done in my life, I think. I have I have a trail of tears of of planned yet untaken trips, I think. Like I, I'm the same way. Like I have spreadsheets of all these trips that I'm, I mean, like planned to the hour and with yeah. restaurants, you know, and yeah. the whole thing. And then I just um I just can't commit, which I think is probably one of my personality flaws in general is that I don't commit. Um, I can't commit to anything. Yeah. So this, yeah. So this backpacking trip, I ended up doing it obviously, but I, I almost didn't a couple weeks out. I was like, I just don't know that I have it in me. And especially in the frame of COVID and being joyfully isolated for <laughs> 13 months. Yeah. Um, the idea of like, I'm going to have to interact with people who I don't know for five yeah. days. And I have no place to hide. <laughs> well, and you say you don't commit yet. How many businesses do you have? And 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 did you or did you not go on the backpacking trip? I went on the backpacking trip and I have a couple businesses, but <laughs> I could quit any of those businesses at any time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I did do the backpacking trip and it was it was awesome. And the people who um, who were on the trip were fantastic. They were wonderful. Uh, but I was, I will say like, you know, after dinner, I was real happy to get back in my tent by myself. So the year is about rounding up. Um, I know you got a couple of kids. How old are they again? Don't don't you have a senior? She's yeah. Avery is going to be a senior. She'll be, she's 17 and she'll be a senior next year. And Jack will be a junior, which, uh, as I think about it, when I started my firm, they were seven and eight, you know, they were babies. I know. I know. Cause I've, I've got two. um, Samantha's about to be a senior also. Um, although she's, I don't think she's going to go to college. I think she wants to join the air force. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And That's then cool. my oldest penny is about there. They both have birthdays in May. So um, Samantha's about to turn 17 and Penny's about to turn 20. I just can't even believe it. I know it's crazy. It goes by in five minutes. Like I, 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 I did have a little bit of a panic um, because we were supposed to, for the third time, go to Italy this summer. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, of- in twenty nine, yeah, in twenty nineteen, we were supposed to go to Italy, and my son, who was um, about to be a junior who plays basketball, said to me very thoughtfully, "You know, mom." I think it's really important for me to be home and go to this basketball, whatever camp at school. So I don't think we should go to Italy. And it was a big deal to him. And so I was like, no worries. We'll just go next year in 2020. And <laughs> so, how'd, that, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> yeah, not great. And so we, um, so I, you know, I rescheduled tickets for 2020 and then I, again, um, rebooked them for 2021. And we just, I decided, you know, two months ago that we weren't going to, we weren't going to do it because even if we could like legally and logistically get to Italy, I just can't imagine it would be the trip that I was yeah. hoping this big, you know, yeah. bucket list trip would be. Yeah. So we are not doing Italy, um, but we are going to take a quick little trip to Nashville for a couple of days, which in my head, I realized this in the shower and almost brought me to tears is like the trip with the three of us is the beginning of the end. Like Avery will be gone a year from now. So this is, yeah the beginning of the last year that three of us have together. Well, that was kind of in New Zealand and Australia. Um, Penny only came out for the first three weeks of the trip. Uh, 
because she was in college. So she she flew out with us. And then, man, her flying back on her own, I was just like, I thought I knew she would be fine. I was mostly worried that she was going to miss her connecting flight because she's kind of spacey when it comes to that kind of stuff. But all's well that ends well. And, you know, right. going to leave. If we did our job right, then, you know, they'll leave the nest happy and fully functioning, working adults, you know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they're going to be fine. They are going to be fine. They're all going to be, be fine. fine. Talk to me about, um, about reading. I know you and I share a love for books. What are you up to reading these days? Uh, uh, actually, um, I kind of went on a hiatus from business books. Like I tend to read a lot of business books, but I was doing too much working. So I had to have my books be not working. And I'm just now picked up my first business book in a while. And I'm, I'm reading um, Radical Candor. And the reason I picked it up is I was telling different people about my business and stuff. And they're like, oh, have you read Radical Candor? Have you read? I'm like, no, why does people keep saying this? Some of the stuff that I'm doing are things that you suggest to do. And I'm like, oh, good. Now I'm getting to the part where I'm like, oh, I need to pay attention to this. And I need to do this. It's good. I like it. What are, are you-, you getting stuff out of it? Yeah. What, what, what's on your bookshelf? Oh, gosh. I, I, I kind of, I was kinda, I've kind of been in a reading funk. Like I have a, I have a goal to read a certain number of books every year. And I usually blow by that. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty avid reader. Like I'd say average, I'd probably read six to seven books a month. Um, but, and it, that's like, that's like my, my piece, you know, at the end of the day, I, I read and read and read. And, um, I listen to audiobooks when I walk, which I do a lot. And so I was on a pretty good path. And then I don't know, I don't know what exactly happened in April, but it all fell apart. I think part of it was the hike, like my hike was preoccupying me for weeks. I was trying to compress, you know, work ahead of the hike and work after the hike. And I think to your point, like I was just mentally tapped. Yeah. I was tired of thinking. Um, and I kept picking up and putting down terrible books and, and, (laughs) and trying to struggle through them. Like someone would recommend a book and I, I would say, okay, well this sounds like it's pretty easy reading. It's chick lit or whatever. This sounds like a great break. And I'd pick it up and be like, well, this is dumb. But I would, but I would try to make myself. I would try to make myself read it. I was like, Amanda, you can certainly, you should be able to handle this. Um, and it just wasn't interesting. And so I, I think in April, I picked up and put down four books, and I think I only finished four. Um, but I, I am um, reading. This is interesting. I want to know if you've read this. I don't think I have it on my desk to show you, but it's uh, selling to serve. It's written by the Go Proposal dude. Okay. No, I it's, it's written. You might want to put it on your list, um, although I know that you, you guys have this part of your process down, but it's it's about proposals and selling and, and service offerings. And I mean, truly reading like the first 10 pages of it, I was like, is he in my head? <laughs> you know, this is what every, every accountant is thinking about um, providing good service and wanting to do a good job, but undercutting in price because we don't know how to articulate value and we just feel like we should do the right thing for our clients and they probably can't afford us. So why should we ask anyway? Yeah. Um, so that's, I'm reading that and then I'm reading some, um, I don't know, some other fiction that clearly has not grabbed me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm reading a book. I, I just started it. It's on my Kindle and I'm like, 
I, I read at night, so I'm not like you. I do not read six or seven books. Like I might read six or seven books. Well, no, I read more than six or seven in a year, but but it's it's tough for me because I read at the very end of the day when I'm about to go to sleep and I am in it for five minutes and I'm asleep. Do you know how long it takes to get through a book when you're reading in five minute snips, like a really long time? Do you have to go back and reread too? I find if I'm read if I fall asleep, I'm like, I don't even remember reading that. Like my bookmark yeah. is on page 114, but I can't tell you what happened after page 98. Like I don't know well, what happened. I, I have the self-awareness to go, you know, my eyes are starting to blur, and so I'm just gonna shut it and be done. <laughs> but aye, aye, aye. Um, I have a couple other books. Um, when I was in New Zealand, I read um Essentialism, which is fabulous if you have not read it. Have you read that? I read it. I I read it a couple of years ago, but it's funny that you bring that up because he just wrote another book. <gasps> did he? He did. Yeah, you know what uh, it's called? Uh, I'm gonna figure it out. Effortless. Something about effortless. Effortless. Okay. It's, it's about making work effortless. I okay, heard him on a podcast this week. That it. That is next on my list. Then um, the other book that really spoke to me while I was on my trip was um, "It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work." Um, it probably spoke to me because it was so crazy at work, you know, but it just, it was, um, Jason Ryder, Ryder, they had, they, they're the base, base camp guys. Oh yeah. Um, I'm, I'm turning and looking at my bookshelf because I've got the remote is one of theirs. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. It doesn't have to be crazy at work, but what, how do you, how do you fulfill your destiny as an accounting martyr if it's not crazy at work? <laughs> Right? That's true. <laughs> How can that possibly work out for you if you can't if you have nothing to complain about as yeah. an accounting martyr? <laughs> so we're we're working on like making that a reality. We're this close. So close. You're so you're I, I've gotta believe, like if anybody actually took a peek into your company, I think mm -hmm. it would be pretty impressive. I think maybe maybe you're a little hard on yourself than you think than you should be. I, I suspect that, well, I think it's more, um, I do have a little perfectionist streak-ish. Um, I, I have this like massive drive to make things better. And when you're looking for things that are wrong that you need to fix and make things better, you will always find the things. So um, I do feel like though that we got to the end, like we we had this giant project, we capped it off with migrating our sales tax to a new system. We finished that last month. We're, we're just about to rerun stuff through the system again. So when we finished that, it was like, and that is all, and we are done. But we still have like a few lingering things that we're just kind of cleaning up. You know, it's, we're doing janitorial duty now, but we're, we're really, really close, almost there. And then we can like fix things in a nice, normal way. And and our team, we're really for for this these next three months. Our big focus is just on calm and culture. COVID was such everybody took a beating during COVID, and everybody we we're just now that we can get together again. Um, you know, one of the reasons that we hire only in Colorado is so that we can build a culture and we can get together regularly and and have that kind of team thing going on and it's just been brutal not being able to get together. So we're really focusing on just kind of taking a breath and appreciating all the efforts and things that our whole team has made over the last couple of years. And, 
everybody's got change fatigue and they, everybody just needs to like take a deep breath and relax for a little bit. So we're, we're entering a new phase. I'm going to start coming out of the shadows again. Nobody's seen me for a little bit. So I'm well, happy. we miss you. We miss you. I hope to see you in New Orleans this summer. I miss me too. And um, we are definitely going to be in New Orleans. And um, in fact, I'm going to bring Scott because it's his birthday that that last day. And we're going to bring Samantha, who's never been to New Orleans. So Fun. that'll be so, well, this, trip of well. it. <laughs> I know it's going to be hot. It's going to be really yeah, hot. It's going to be hot. And she'll be what you said she's about to turn 18. 17. 17. Well, that, that doesn't matter in New Orleans, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but she'll be with her dad, you know. So, like, yeah. what's she gonna get into? Um, so, what's what's next for Catching Clouds now that it's all rewired and and uh, restructured and made into something just super lean and efficient? Does yeah. that does that mean that you guys blow up now, or do you think it just means you get to keep where you where where you are with ease? We're we're looking for some nice steady growth, maybe bringing on. I don't know, two clients a month. I mean, really achievable stuff. Um, all of our clients are a million and up. So, and we do all the things for them. They only have read-only access to their files. So, um, so we do a fair amount for our clients. And so it's not like bringing on a tax client, you know, where two is nothing. Um, but we, we, we do not have the hey, we're going to take over the entire world, world domination gene. No, we want to have kind of more of a lifestyle business, not just for us, but for all of our employees. We've been kind of preaching that the entire time we've been in existence. And I think we're actually going to achieve it now. So (laughs) that'll be a nice change. But I think actually we are on a personal level, Scott and... My daughter, Samantha, and I are planning on taking a giant road trip around the U.S. Um, Not this summer, probably next summer. After she graduates, before she joins the service, uh, just go to the states that we haven't been to before and things like that. So that should be fun. That sounds so awesome. Yeah. That sounds so awesome. I spend spend, um, uh, an embarrassing amount of time looking at campers on um, the internet. (laughs) Because I kind of have the same dream. Like I want to just drive a camper around the U S and go to all the different places and all the things like I'll go anywhere. I'll go anywhere once. Yeah. Um, and you just, there are just so many beautiful things to see in this country. So I know. With you. well, and, and when we went around New Zealand and Australia, it was like, you know, we haven't really done this in the U S like we've seen a lot of the Western States. Cause you know, we're in Colorado, um, but not so much the Eastern hardly any of the Southern, like we've been to like Florida and some of us, Florida's, Louisiana. Florida's not South. <laughs> I know. Well, it's Southeast, you know, it it's, is geographically in the South, but not emotionally. Yeah. 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 But I've, I've never been to like Mississippi, Alabama, any, any of those, you know, barely Louisiana. I've only gone to conferences in Louisiana. So yeah. Well, I hope I get to see you. I know you're saying yes, so I'm going to hold you to it. I will see you in July. And it was really awesome to catch up with you. I miss you, my friend. I'm, I miss you too. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you in July. Love you so much. See you soon. Take care.